Uh, good morning, 514 Church. My name is Carmen Smith. I am the ministries director here at 514, and it's really good to be back with you guys. I, uh, I realize how brutal this was, but I've been gone for three months. I had a baby boy, and this was my first technical Sunday back, and I'm speaking. So welcome back, right? But um, it's so good to be with you guys today. Uh, we are wrapping up what has been one of my favorite series we've ever done uh, called The Heart. Um, and this series is all about what's really at the focal point, what's really at the heart of our faith and really the heart of a local church, and that is relationships. And so week one, we looked at how uh, we were created to be in a relational context by a relational God that we are commanded to do what we are created to do. We're commanded to do, there we go, what we were created to do. God, he really uh, cares about relationships and he cares that we care about them too. Uh, last week, Joel unpacked how a lot of us, we uh, as humans, we go and we get in certain relational contexts. We get in a bunch of different groups about a bunch of different things. So some of us go get in a group about uh, yoga. He kept using yoga, didn't he? Yoga uh, or CrossFit or maybe like to knit or cooking club or whatever it is. But we all get in these groups and those groups are really good. Um, but we believe that the local church has uh, something really special to offer and a great group, the difference between a good and a great group is that a great group is about God. A great group is a group that centers around God. Uh, and we said last week that we believe every single person that comes to 514 Church, we believe that you really need to be in a group. And we have a bunch of different groups and we think you really have to be in one to experience the heart of, of what this is all about, relationships. And today you've heard stories, isn't it so cool, of what happens, the why behind uh, people getting in groups and then um, what happens in them. It's so cool. Uh, I started out in my first small group um, at the age of six years old. I was in kindergarten and I was a church kid. My dad was a pastor, so I went to church. A good thing I loved it because um, I went a lot. And I started as a six-year-old in my first little small group. We would um, hang out every Sunday and we had this small group leader. Her name was Connie Kissler. She was a total saint. She hung out with a bunch of chatty and bratty, let's be honest, little girls every single week, you guys. She would show up. And... Um, I had no clue, of course, at the age of six, how that group and how being a part of that and experiencing the heart at such a young age, how that would shape me and influence me the way that it did. I had no idea that in that little group would be some of my absolute best friends, uh, that I would go on to sit with those same faces through all my elementary years and then my middle school years and then my high school years. I had no idea how many uh, tea parties and uh, sleepovers and summer camps and retreats and vacations we would go on together. I had no idea that I would then uh, choose one of them as my college roommate. And then we would go into this season where we got really good at throwing engagement parties and wedding showers and we stood next to each other in about a two year span at all of our weddings together. It was so special, and um, I, I could have never imagined the relational glue that this group of girls provided 
throughout my life. Uh, I believe it's one of the reasons that I am so passionate about group life and so passionate about people um, figuring out what the heart of the local church is and experiencing life change because of it. And we did what a lot of you are doing. Every week we had a weekly experience, whether it was on a Sunday night or Sunday morning, and we would come and we would sit in a row and we would be side by side, just like you guys are. And we would learn a lot, you know, it was great for our faith and we would learn how to love God more and how to love people and um, how to have a relationship with him. And it was all so good for us, Uh, but nothing made my heart come alive more than when I sat down and got face to face in a circle and really challenged each other and asked the hard questions and cried together and laughed together and cared for one another. It's a beautiful thing what happens when people have the heart. We say it's so important for you to come on Sundays because it really, really is. It's so important that you're here and that corporately you're together. We're worshiping God and we're learning about faith and we're you know, opening up the word. It's so, it's so valuable. But we believe that if you don't kind of take that extra leap Um, and you don't kind of maybe get uncomfortable for a second and chase after the heart, that you will really be missing all that this can be. You really will. Because we believe that, you know, Sunday, uh, it's okay, but it's not enough. Because here's the tension and here's the reality. We all come in on Sunday and Sunday just doesn't show everything. Like you guys, for the most part, you all look okay on Sundays. But Sunday doesn't often show what's going on inside. It doesn't show the pain. Sunday doesn't show a heart that's anxious or a heart that's lonely or a heart that's hurting or um, someone who's going through a really hard relationship. I just saw someone last week and I know that she had had a horrible week, one of those weeks. She's going through a really hard time. But you know on Sunday, she looked okay. And if all you have is Sunday, we don't really think that it's enough. We think that you'll be missing the full experience if you don't add this part, what we believe is the heart and so vital. And so I think that you'll miss the care. I think that you'll miss the celebration. And I think you'll miss uh, God showing how much he loves you through other people if you don't go after this, because we believe this, that at the heart of the heart, it's really simple, but it's people loving people. At the heart of the heart is people loving people. At the heart of relationships, about, at the heart of a great group that's about God, it's a bunch of people who love people, who hang out together, who spend time together, uh, who, who learn about their faith together, And then this whole other dimension comes in of people who then care for one another and celebrate with one another and go through the ups and the downs of life. We believe that at the heart of the heart is people loving people and you need to experience that. Um, In the book of John, you see Jesus, he was in a time with his disciples and uh, he had just gotten done washing their feet. He was showing them, you know, this act of how to have the servant heart and how to love them. And he goes on a little bit later in uh, chapter 13 to share with them this new command. He has this like 
um, these marching orders that he wants to tell his disciples. I loved um, any time I heard disciples, I always imagined those 12 men who followed Jesus, who he kind of handpicked, I imagined it as like his small group, right? And so he had gathered his small group together and he says, hey, I have these marching orders. I have something really, really important to share with you. And in verse 34, he says, here it is. Let me give you a new command, he says. Love one another. In the same way I loved you, love one another. And then it goes on. This is how, by loving one another, this is how Everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love that you have for each other. So cool. At the heart of the heart is people loving people. Jesus gathers his, his group and he says, hey, if you guys want to emulate me, if you want to be recognized as, as the people who follow me, if you want to be recognized as the people who other people see and go, oh, I bet they associate with that Jesus guy. Here's what you need to do. It's this one action, and it's pretty simple. It's to love one another. It's at the heart of the heart is people loving people. That's what Jesus, he says, that's really what it's all about. How cool is that? And then what happens, and it's so special, is that oftentimes uh, people will begin to see Christ through you. They'll begin to feel loved through the way that you love them, and it points right back to who God is. Um, at a young age, a very young age, I uh, experienced the love um, that would come out of a group. I experienced the heart of the heart, people loving people in a very, very powerful way at a very young age. And I, I truly don't think that I learned um, more about the character of God and who he really is um, better than I did in my group through these girls loving me, supporting me, challenging me, struggling with me, caring for me. I was 10 years old and uh, we came in for a Sunday for our small group, uh, my one of my best friends in that group who goes on to be my college roommate, her dad worked at the church that my dad had started, so our families were very, very close to one another. And that Sunday, um, we came in and we would sit on this blanket that um, our small group leader, Connie, she would bring every week. And we would go outside when it was nice in Indiana, which like here, it's about for three and a half months. And we would sit on the grass on this blanket and we would have our small group time. We thought it was so cool. And that day we sit on our blanket in our small group and our leader tells us that um, one of my friends has something to share. And it was my really good close friend. And she shares with us as a group of 10 year olds that uh, her parents had decided that they were uh, separating and they were getting a divorce. And um, that and just a couple days later, her mom and her and her sister were going to be moving away for a while. And we're 10, right? So nothing this sad had ever really happened in our lives. It really hadn't. And I remember my little group kind of looking at each other, and, and some of us were, were sad and we were crying. And I remember our small group leader going, hey, you know, we're going to pray for her right now. So we held each other's hands and we prayed for my friend that God would be with her and that she wouldn't feel sad and that God would take care of her. 
And God would protect her. And that day after we prayed, my small group leader, she told my friend, hey, I want you to take this blanket with you. And any time that you need to be reminded of how much God loves you, or any time you need to be reminded of how much we love you, I want you to just wrap yourself up in this blanket. So she takes this blanket, and almost 20 years later, I'm not quite 30, so 19 years later, um, my friend shared at the heart of the heart is still people loving people. And she wrote a post and she shared an image of this blanket. Uh, She's held on to it for 19 years. And she wrote this post about how uh, this blanket still serves as this constant reminder of um, people loving people. And it's a constant reminder of God's never ending, never failing, never abandoning love that he has for her. And how she so powerfully remembered that and was reminded of that because of a group, because of the heart. At 514, we believe you need the heart. We think it's vital. And so many of you have made a choice and you've said, okay, I'm going to jump into a group. And um, what's so cool is we're sharing the stories of what happens when people do that. We have a a story we want to share with you guys. Uh, This is a story of someone who went through a really unbelievable um, dark time. And the way that her group cared for her during this is truly remarkable. Uh, This is Chelsea's story. Check it out. I'm Chelsea Gagel, um, and I started coming to 514 in early 2014 with my husband. And um, we absolutely loved it. We loved the messages that Joel was bringing to us. We loved the vibe of the church. It was just very young um, and exactly kind of what we needed um, in that time of our life. But something was kind of missing. So we decided to get plugged in and we joined the SYNC team and we also joined a small group. And um, it was absolutely amazing. The people that we were introduced to in our small group were young, they were our age, they were just at right the same, um, they were in like the same life stage that we were and so we really just got along um, and just fit really well together. And So that summer was probably one of the best summers we had ever had. We were playing volleyball, we were doing Bible study um, and really growing deep together. Um, having lots of fun doing bonfires and just really, you know, as people calling everyone up, hey, we're gonna have dinner, you wanna have dinner? And just really developing that friendship and relationships with each other. And like I said, it was really one of the best summers we ever had. Um, And then in 2015, I had some um, health issues. I had a cancer scare. And because of that, my husband and I decided to um, start having children or try to start having children. And uh, it was kind of difficult for us. We didn't have any success. And, you know, the girls, um, the women there were really um, encouraging to me and were just a sounding board to um, just share. And they prayed with me and encouraged me and just, you know, reminded me of God's timing. And it was really amazing to have a group of women just encourage you um, in a time of need. Um, But it wasn't all bad in 2015. We were all buying houses and celebrating some really, really cool life events. 
um, we had our first baby, um, or at least someone get pregnant um, in our group, which was really cool to go through that life stage. Um, and so it was really uh, an amazing experience. You know, we had some highs and lows, but ultimately we did it together, which was really um, cool. And then um, shortly after that, I experienced one of the most difficult times in my life. Um, my husband came to me and said he didn't love me and he never loved me and um, was happy with everything in his life except for me and so he was leaving me. And it was one of the hardest things that I've ever heard anyone say and um, dumbfounded I texted one of the women um, in my group and just kind of explained to her what was happening and her and her husband were out of town visiting family and within hours they were over at my house. They had brought us food, uh, they were praying for us, they were talking to both of us um, and encouraging us to seek God in, in the midst of this and encouraging him to pray about um, you know, what he was feeling and his decisions. And um, a few weeks later, he decided that he was officially done and I shared it with my group and the overwhelming love that I received from them was just absolutely insane. Um, they were there for me when I couldn't go on. They were there for me um, praying, um, reminding me of you know, God's love. They were physically there doing life with me um, in government buildings when I could barely keep myself um, up. Uh, so it wasn't just the praying or the encouragement, but they were physically there doing things with me and for me. And, um, you know, they reminded me of my value as a woman, my value um, as a child of God. And honestly, I'm not sure that I would have made it through uh, to where I am today without them and reminding me of what, you know, God has for me and God's love for me um, and directing me to just continue to look towards him and feel love from a community and a group. Um, it was absolutely incredible. Um, and so now, you know, we're still doing life together and our season is a little bit different and it looks a little different from my life, um, but we're um, still having fun and watching our group grow with uh, more babies, which is really cool. And um, you know, I've gotten further involved uh, with the church as well after everything and hanging out with the little kiddos, uh, which is a lot of fun. And so, you know, I really felt like giving back since my group, you know, fed into me. I wanted to feed into other um, people's lives as well. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely been some hard times too. Um, and, you know, Chelsea sharing her story um, was just heartbreaking when we first found out. Um, just something that you wouldn't expect. You know, everything we've mentioned before, like buying houses and having babies, those are things you expect to happen within the group that you do get to celebrate together. Um, but something like that's happened with her, you just don't expect that. And so um, that was just really hard. Yeah, and I, I mean, I still remember that day, like in a, in a very real way, honestly. Uh, we knew that something had been going on, but we didn't know what exactly was going on. And then uh, she came in and Andrew wasn't there um, and she shared that news and uh, our whole group just kind of like just wept with her. Um, it, was, it was really heartbreaking. We could see the pain that she was going through um, and we, uh, we had an opportunity to love her to the best of our ability to extend grace and kindness and mercy 
um, to remind her of the truth that God loves her. Uh, that and and as she she was wrestling through these things inside, to just constantly be this source of encouragement in the middle of what what felt like really really hard and dark times for her. Um, and, there, and even in the middle of that too, the opportunity to continually pray for Chelsea and and be with her. Um, so a lot of the time, there's not not something specific you can say. It's just that that purely like. Uh, it's just that pure sense of like being there together as people, um, and and that was really important. Uh, we didn't, as as group leaders, we don't we don't always have the right answers. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do know is that God uses community in such a way that it will heal people's wounds, that it will help them grow. Um, and when you're in a group uh, like we've had the opportunity and really the blessing to be in, uh, you see genuine life change taking place uh, through the good and through the bad. So one of the biggest things for us in our group is uh, being able to feel connected with the people that are in the group. And I think the biggest reason why our group is successful is because everybody feels comfortable, which makes it a really safe place to be open and vulnerable. And uh, I think Chelsea has done a good job of opening up with her situation. And I feel like through those tough times, it has allowed us to be there for each other and uh, help her through it and uh, it's helped our whole group to just be more connected and uh, to love on each other and and get us through tough times. Yeah and I can remember the day that you know the night that she told us that group and it was overwhelming how the group responded. I mean we all circled around her immediately laid our hands on her and and like prayed prayers that I've never, like the most authentic prayers I've ever heard um, came from that night. And it was just, I mean, we all like, we all went through it with her. We all felt that hurt and we all cried with her and you know, we're, we were all brokenhearted for her. Um, and I'm gonna cry because we love her so, so much. And like, that is the hardest thing to watch you, like one of your best friends, who you've like grown with through this group. Um, gosh, it's the hardest thing to watch that happen because you love them so much. Nobody wants to see somebody hurt like that, but I can tell you that this group, you know, man, it was a lifesaver for not only her, but all of us. I mean, wow, to, to, to go through something like that and get through it on the other side with so much love and, you know, such good relationships. I mean, lots of times relationships would just fall apart, but with the strength and the love we had behind that. Uh, it's, it's so cool. It's so amazing what happens when a great group about God gets together and then they truly love each other. Uh, there's a very special man who goes to this church and he experienced at the heart of the heart is people loving people through his 514 group. Um, he uh, has been married and his wife for years has battled a very, very serious uh, drug addiction. So it's been really challenging. And then um, she got pregnant with a baby who was not his. And uh, after the baby uh, was here, she kind of went back into the drug addiction world. 
and he was really left um, with being the primary caregiver for this little baby. And um, talk about an interesting, challenging season of life, right? Uh, his group, I knew, had truly swept in during this time. And I asked him to share his story with me and how he felt loved by his group uh, during this time. And he, he shared it with me, and it, it was so moving for me. Um, and I want to share a couple parts of it with you guys today. He said this about his group. He said, my small group has been there as a support group as I raised this baby virtually on my own. Uh, they have literally watched him grow with me at every small group meeting and at church. And he described a, a hard situation that happened. And then from that situation, he then really took on full primary responsibility for this baby. He says, after this happened, I immediately sent a text to all of my small group asking them if anyone could help me with the baby while I worked and any of them knew of a sitter that wasn't very expensive. I love this. He said, within five minutes, I had three members of my group lined up to watch Eli while I worked the rest of the week. My sitter was only going to be able to take him a couple days a week for the following month and again, my group jumped in and volunteered to help cover the days that I didn't have daycare for him. He says, I would not have been able to do this without my small group. I do not look at these people as friends. They are my, in all caps, family. Uh, we are there the minute one of us needs help. And I look at my small group as my mental and spiritual recharge. I know that I am doing exactly what God wants me to do, and I no longer feel like there's something missing in my life. Between the love and joy that I get from this baby and my small group, he says that my life is complete. It's so special. Uh, people loving, people, people caring for each other, people celebrating with one another happens in the heart. It happens in a group. And friends, um, man, we just think you'll be missing out on the way that God designed us to live. If you don't chase after the heart, we think you'll miss out on experiencing his love through other people if you don't go after the heart. And we believe that something supernatural actually happens. Joel talked about a cord of three strands is not easily broken, that people come together and then God comes together, that really special things happen in a group. Uh, some of you may be sitting here and you go, you know what, I feel like Sundays may be enough for me. Uh, you don't want to get connected and you don't want to be vulnerable and you don't want to add another thing to your schedule and, and we get that. We talked about those hurdles last week, but we believe that it's still worth it. Our final story today is someone who felt all of those things, um, but kind of took a leap of faith anyways. And what happened was, is her church experience radically changed because she went after the heart. Uh, this is Kelsey's story. Take a look at this. Um, I was leaving a non-denominational church that I had gone to for several years. Um, and I met some friends who were really passionate with all of their endeavors, and I knew that they were Christian, so it was really cool to kind of um, affiliate that with the church that they went to. So they invited me, I checked out, and I, I was hooked. I was living an hour and 
20 minutes away, but I was driving there every single Sunday. After a couple years, the friends that I made there weren't coming as regularly, and I still was. So I, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't have anybody to sit with anymore. I'm really good at being friendly, but very bad at making friends. So I ended up just kind of sitting in the back by myself. And I just, I just got used to that. I got used to being the last person that came in and then the first person that left. And I got to the point um, about nine months ago where I was ready to just leave 514 because I, I didn't feel connected at all. And it was kind of, in retrospect, a, a selfish thing where, I mean, I wasn't making any effort at all, but I was upset that I didn't have friends, that I didn't feel connected, and that I didn't feel like a part of it or anything. At that point, I was like, okay, I'm gonna give it one more shot before I'm just done. So I started serving with kids, which is awesome, because I love kids. Um, and that was, that was really important to me, because since I do have such a hard time connecting with people, especially adults, um, it, it was great to feel like a part of something at church. That was a really big first step for me. Um, um, so I reached out to Daniel who I serve with under kids. And he instantly was like, let's try to get you plugged into a group. Let's try to see if there's anyone we can connect with. I'll be thinking on it. And then I was fortunate enough to get invited to a small group um, with several of the people that I already served with. So it was really um, nerve wracking, I guess, for me to walk into a place knowing that I was gonna have to be vulnerable. But it was good. It, it was. It was rough. I mean, the first time I was there, it wasn't, it wasn't perfect. I didn't fall head over heels and instantly have this crazy connection with everyone. Um, but I, I went back, and the more I went back, the more I started talking to people, and uh, the more you know, I was opening up, and I felt like an active part of something. And when Joel was talking about you know, having people that you have like a community with, I realized that I was sitting with my small group. And they had saved me a seat, and that was a really strange thing for me, because for going to church for a little over five years now, the same church, and spending most of that time sitting by myself, and then within a few weeks of getting plugged into a small group, I, I had a community. I felt connected with people. I felt not alone. So being in a small group, even though it's only been a couple of months, has completely changed my church experience. Even though it's, it's the same church, it's the same vision, it's a lot of the same team, it's in the same building, um, having community and having people and having a group of people to support you and that you feel close to in such um, a heavy spiritual and emotional place is really, really important. Which I didn't even realize that until I sort of lost it and then went so long without it and then had it again. For anybody who's not plugged in, who wants to get plugged in, it's, it might not be easy, but it's worth it. Sometimes the right thing to do and the healthy thing to do and the good decision isn't the easy one to make. You should just, I'm, my name's Kelsey Gluzo and I don't like looking at cameras and I have severe social anxiety, but I love my small group. And that's the only reason I'm doing this. <laughs> uh, it's so cool. Imagine um, how your life might have been different maybe going through a dark time, even a celebration. Imagine if you had a group of people who loved you through that. Uh, we're challenging you guys, church, to step up, to take a leap of faith, go after the heart, and see if it changes your own heart. Uh, see how it affects your life.
gamble a little bit with us, okay, and see what happens. Uh, we believe that the heart is so powerful. Uh, we want to connect everyone into a small group. As we mentioned earlier, uh, we have the short-term group coming up. That's a way to like dip your toes in, okay? Uh, it's not full on, but you can see what you think. Three weeks childcare provided at our offices. That's coming up. Um, and then if you want to pull out your connect card underneath your seat, you can get more group information that way. Give us your name and email. Check that you'd like more info on groups, and we will get in touch with you. Uh, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing one more song. Dear Heavenly Father, um, oh God, thank you for relationships. Thank you for having a heart for uh, relationships, for creating us to be relational beings. Um, to desire that connection with one another. God, it's so powerful what can happen when we connect with each other. And God, you chose to connect with us in the most painful way through sending your son to die. And we're so thankful you did that, God. We're so thankful you call us to love each other. And God, I pray that you would challenge us to do that. You would work in our hearts to go after the heart to experience the life change that can happen when we do what you said to do when we love one another in relationships. We're so thankful. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.